if there was a manual to write for how to handle New York City, I think that Aaron Judge could pen it. Oh, he is the no, the guy is the guy's the guy's amazing in so many ways. And I don't think I don't think that's gonna be a straw that breaks a camel's back or something, or he's gonna be like, no, screw this place. I'm signing somewhere else. Right. Uh, but in terms of playing or like turning it around, no one's like, oh, I'm sorry, guy. I just wasn't taking it seriously, but now I understand. That's not what's happening <laughs> ever. Welcome to episode number 161 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Time to check in with the guy who kicked it all off almost two years ago on this very show. Now soon to be free agent, I do believe. Yes, Trevor sir. Trevor May. Yes, sir. That's that how I can, agent. Yeah, I can accurately describe you now. Yeah. Yeah, me and when, every other reliever in the league are free agents all at the same time. <laughs> when does that happen? That officially happens. Isn't that two weeks after the World Series when it becomes official or something like that? Technically, your contracts expire after the last out. But uh, there is that, and then there's a five-day quiet period where, like, no teams are supposed to be able to call you or any of that. But for this year's weird and weird. They, they, split, they changed all the other dates except for the quiet period, so there's a chance that it overlaps with the World Series, which is, hmm. I don't know, it feels like something arbitrary that you can change if you want, but uh, <laughs> they didn't. So, yeah, it's a little weird this year as, as I don't I don't think we've had a normal year in quite some time with the point where we can't even say things are normal anymore. So, right. yeah, that's uh, there's a little there's a little downtime. OK, well, let's start with the easy stuff. Where are you? Are you back in the Pacific Northwest? Yes, I am in Seattle. OK, I'm back. You were in hanging out at your house doing mm -hmm. that whole thing. Yeah, good. Um. Yeah. You always seem like you'd be a good Halloween type. Did you do anything last night? Yeah, no, um, I did absolutely nothing. And and uh, I'm going to be honest, I even retreated away a little bit and turned off the front lights and stuff. Wasn't really in the in the spirit this year. Um, yeah, it was it was been a little distracted. But uh, most of the time, though, yeah, yeah, I do like hanging out with friends and 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 leaning in uh, on it. And and uh, I was we did. To a to a, a friend's party, and uh, I was uh, the naked mole rat Rufus from from Impossible. So that was fun. Not bad. Not it was bad. Basically, me, but with buck teeth. But oh, ah. yeah. What was yeah. I imagine? God, you probably really did it up as a kid, though, didn't you? Oh yeah, I was Eddie Munster like every single year. Oh come imagine. on, low hanging fruit. It was easy. Perfect way to speak for it. So we we went. I was always always a vampire, and then uh, and then like I just got into like the sports, and then I just started dressing up as athletes all the time. Yeah, that, yeah, that, you know, classic wearing your cleats around on the pavement. Yep, clickety click. My uh, my oldest son last night went as Noah Syndergaard as a Met. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I had like an old Syndergaard jersey for some reason. I think I wore it at the World Series when I did intentional talk. They gave us a. They gave us a Mets jersey, and I think they gave us a Johnny Cueto jersey to represent the Royals that year in 2015. So there you go. There you go. Pretty cool. Um, so you've had a little time to decompress. I know, you know, a few weeks at least since the uh, since the Game 3 loss to the Padres. When you expect to go reasonably far in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, after three games, it's over. What is that suddenness like? I mean, I don't think there is a... I don't think in the playoffs you can really project when you're out either ever. So I think it's sudden no matter where that is. Um, and I'm going to be honest, that has been my experience in the playoffs my whole career. 
Right. <laughs> so we actually won our my the I've been in nine playoff games and the first win was the second game of that series. So oh my god, I lost seven before I won one. So um, uh, I'm I it's an experience that I've had several times. Uh, and so but it is it's very it's like when the season even like you know when the last day of the season is, but like then the game over if you're not making the playoffs, you just look around and you're like all right guys, I guess text me if you want like. It's just they're like people are like, is there exit interviews? Do you guys like have to go turn your stuff in? Or like, no, guys literally put stuff in, in in bags. And there's certain dudes who just get in their car and drive. Like then that moment, they don't even they don't even do anything. So uh, uh, they don't like hang around. And uh, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking and and it's and it's and it really sucks. But uh, you got to kind of take it in. I, I always try to like watch the other team celebrate just like know what they're feeling so that you can use that mm. uh later and uh and then you, you take in like the atmosphere and the fans in the stadium and stuff and just try to especially like if it might be the last time that you play on that team it's it's important to kind of internalize those memories as well so i try to do those things to slow it down but uh it goes fast no matter what you do it's interesting because i talked to glass now about it you know he started the last game for the rays that scoreless game into the 15th where oscar gonzalez walked it off and i asked him the same question he said he doesn't he said the minute the ball left the yard, he was in the in the clubhouse. He's like, I don't I don't like watching it, but you do. Why? Why do you think you do that? Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe this has come from a lot of experience or just, uh, I don't know, personal growth over the years. But uh, there's just so many there's only so many opportunities you have to, like, realize how special your opportunity is. Uh, so that's part of it. And it's just like. I want to remember those things fondly, even though it's a loss. And I want to um, remember that I was there and that it was something that I did, uh, something that I don't do well. I haven't done that well in my life. So I, I, I'm always just looking for opportunities to, uh, to take it all in. And um, and that was something that was communicated with me. Uh, Tory Hunter taught me a lot of this stuff. He talks about it. Like he just, I think he had a long, illustrious career, but I think he had a very fulfilling career too. And he enjoyed himself the whole time. And, and he stopped when he, when, when he, wasn't enjoying it as much and that's that's kind of like that's the in my opinion the best way to go about being an athlete um because there's just especially these days there's just so much that can just lead the lead the life and the fun out of you out of you um and so it it just with with controversy and the way me it's just uh, everything's under a microscope and it's just like it'd be just a lot and so i was just trying to kind of combat those things a little bit because i felt like i was I don't know. There's times where you're like, "Oh, when's this gonna be over?" Right? And and once over, you regret it. It's, there's no mm-hmm. winning, so uh, it's important to 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 look at it when you're in the moment, and then you, at least you have that when you're done. I think it's a great perspective. It's really important. I've on whatever shows I've been a part of, I always ask the question. I remember it at least once a year. Like, how much fun do you think Derek Jeter's having? Like, winning's fun. I get it, but he is so singularly focused. Like when, when he knew it was all coming to an end that year, I think it was 2014 or whatever it was. I wonder if he had a chance to like look back and say, damn, this was really like, this was great. Or was uh, he, what know? I know about him. I'm yeah. I think he was good at that. Uh, I don't know. Guys just like don't hang around very long if they don't have the ability to do those things, I guess. I, I think that, that guys that have careers that, that, that for that long, like they have a unique perspective on, how amazing like it's just easier to play loose when you're when you're grateful all the time and you just don't last that long unless you play loose so it's just kind of me it just kind of comes to, to to the conclusion there is that they're they're connected and they're, they're they feed off each other so Derek Jeter probably had a bunch of fun and we know he actually we know from for a fact that there was a lot of fun stuff he was doing uh but but from on the field yeah like 
like he just there's there's a security there with that and have it they kind of work together if you feel comfortable where you are it's more it's easier to, to have perspective and live in the moment more more of the show coming your way, but first I want to tell you a little bit about Rapsodo. That, of course, the industry-leading player development tool in baseball. It is offering a special offer on their hitting and pitching 2.0 units. If you go to rapsodo.com slash johnboy or click the link in the description, you could get up to $1,000 off. We know all about the major technological advancements in this sport. Well, Rapsodo is trusted by the best in baseball. It's used by every major league team, 100% of the Division I champions since 2010, more than 1,000 colleges overall, more than 7,000 coaches trust this, and nearly 200,000 players are using it. Rapsodo's technology provides hitters and pitchers more data insights than ever before. In fact, pitchers can complete a pitch arsenal backed by accurate data, Hitters can improve exit velo. They get instant feedback as well. Rapsodo Diamond app pairs with the units to offer a unique training experience for players at any skill level. So you can work on your spray chart, whatever you need to do. Pitching-wise, it is there for you as well. Once again, rapsodo.com slash johnboy, or you can click on the link for hitting and pitching 2.0 units. You could get up to $1,000 off. You want to work on your game, the best way to improve it, Rapsodo, whether you're a pitcher or a hitter or both. Who knows, if you get good enough, I might even start interviewing you on the Rose Rotation. For you, I felt like in our discussions this year that it was a very heavy season for you um, on the field and off of the field. Uh, have you been able to compartmentalize that at all? Like now that you've had a few weeks to kind of decompress to some degree, look back and say, man, this was, this was as challenging as it's been for me. Was it? Uh, a bit. It was, it was the hardest probably year of my life. Um, and if I'm honest, it's continuing a little bit. Uh, uh, and there's still some big, big, big challenges that I'm going through even now. Uh, and so that might be in the way a little bit of the decompression. Um, and it's, it's just kind of another thing, but I don't know. Every single time it happens, I think I get to, I can get to like accepting the, 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 the reality of things faster and faster and faster. Um, and I'm building mental muscles that I didn't have before. And I don't know, I'm always a silver linings guy, but, uh, yeah, it, in terms of performance and, and participation and, you know, losing Donnie and LC and, and and uh covid hit me right when i was going and getting going that was frustrating as hell and and uh, uh the way the season ended and and all of those things combined it just a huge huge injury that kept me out forever and uh uh i was it all sucked but it also let me let go of a lot of like i used to always worry about like getting my statistics to a level of being like you know where i felt like i did well but like I didn't have time. So I was able to throw it out of the window. I'm like, no matter what, I could go scoreless for the next 20. And it's still not going to be as good as I want it to be. So now I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I was able to apply that to a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, all in all, like it's hard not to be like, wow, this year and just like throw it all together and just say, uh, woe is me, this sucks. Um, because I, I just, I, that's, that's how you just stay kind of miserable for a long period of time. So um, yeah, I, I, I've had a time to kind of reflect on it and, and uh, realize that, a lot of it wasn't the best, but uh, I also was able to get to a place, places over and over and over again that then gave me peace and acceptance. And there was a certain like value in that that I appreciate as well. So 
Uh, it wasn't all, all bad things happening aren't just bad by themselves. I think. Fair enough. Um, I, I felt like the end of the season for the Mets was not fair from this standpoint. You guys had such a good season, 101 wins. You know, I think that's the most by a Mets team in over 30 years. And uh, you had one really rough weekend in Atlanta that cost you a shot at a bye. You had to deal with the Padres and ended up losing that series in three. And I think there are some, I'm not going to say all, that's not fair. Some Mets fans who looked at the season as a wash, just wasn't successful. What would you say to those people? Yeah, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, unfortunately, sports fans, uh, one team wins, and um, it's not going to be you a lot. And even if you do win it, you just look next year, and then you're in the same. Like there, it's not. A, oh, I'll be happy when situation. It's just like it's a very, very good metaphor for life. Uh, you, you, you got to enjoy the things that are happening in front of you uh, and waiting for something to happen that's going to be more exciting or make, make you happy. is just It's just a losing proposition and it'll never, ever, ever happen the way that you think it will. So, uh, but the, the number, I wrote a tweet about this right after the season or right at the end, right before we went to the playoffs, just listing all the crazy stuff, like all the records that the team broke and like mm-hmm. Pete with the RBIs and then Lindor with the shortstop RBIs and then batting title, no hitter, 20 strikeout game Scherzer's 200 uh strikeout or strikeout strikeout he's got like 10,000 strikeouts uh Scherzer's 200th win uh Shug's 200 save it's like guys hitting milestones left right and center guys doing amazing stuff uh SK for the cycle we forgot about that like all this crazy stuff happened two seven run comebacks in the same season like we did stuff that no mess team has ever done and the excitement and the fun and the and all this stuff, just like that, just because you lose to the, in the wild card round doesn't mean none of that happened. So uh, those things were like we play 162 regular season games. Like it has to be worth something. I mean, like how you do that matters because you, there's stories everywhere, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, again, I, the theme of this has been just like internal, like seeing things that are awesome and internalizing it and enjoying it while it's happening. Because uh, if you don't like then you'll never find true like you might find glimpses of being enjoying it but it's you're gonna be miserable so uh i try to do that all my teammates try to do that and that's kind of why we give canned answers sometimes when you ask us if we're mad or not because we just can't afford to live and die a day to day we have to we have to believe that the next day is going to be different we have to or this thing doesn't work you can't play Mm -hmm. you can't play every day like and, and live like that and uh so but that doesn't mean it wasn't a, a disappointing ending because it really, really was. It really was. Um, we had to beat the team in front of us just a couple times, and we didn't. But that's the difference. Like, we win one of the Braves games or we win one more game against the Padres, and now suddenly suddenly, it's not an epic collapse uh, of, you know, they we, broke, we, we blew a 10-game lead with four months left in the season. Like, that's the funniest, like, most... Uh, 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 people just gumbing themselves into a pretzel to make a make make it turn it into a collapse i've ever seen and it's just but it's just par for the course and it's frustrating and annoying but like it's just the way it is but it just just so everyone knows you you can't collapse you can't collapse if the 10 run lead disappears over 110 games like it's not especially when the team the team that's chasing you happens to have the second best record in that stretch in history behind a team that also did it this year so like they were the two best records 
over that span ever. What do you, what can you do other than match them uh, on their record paces? Uh, and so, but that said, we had an opportunity. We didn't take advantage, and that's that's something to be disappointed in. But all the other stuff still happened was awesome. Uh, that's wonderful perspective, and um, I think we as sports fans, I bring this up a lot that um, we have a hard time as a society tipping our cap to somebody else. Really hard time. Mm-hmm. Like we're always looking for reasons why we didn't accomplish something or why the Mets collapsed. I mean, the Braves played freaking 700 baseball from June 1st on. What were they, like 77 and 32? It was insane. That's insane. It's insane. It's like a guys were well record. over 500 in that same span. I think we were, well yeah, we were like 24 games over and they were 35 games over. Right. So that's not. So we just have a hard time saying it sometimes. And I don't know why it is because we're constant. I've done it, too. I've done it. I've too. Done it like, too. I mean, I've done, I, that's also part of like your allegiance and like you, you have a responsibility to just like not ever give them an inch. And that's part of it too. And then a lot of, I got to remember, I always have to remind myself that so much of this stuff that I like these conclusions that I see come out, Oh, people keep doing this. It's all from what they say online. And that that's not a real place. Not and a lot of people say things that they actually don't really feel. They just say it because they're supposed to <laughs> like, uh, like, it's 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 you, you don't even know if it's a, if it's even real um and so uh, uh sometimes the things i think about like what people think as a collective group about something isn't even like a good it's not a representation of actually mm-hmm. what people think and i think that's a weird weird thing that's happening just everywhere where we're making decisions based on some stuff that isn't concrete uh based on reactions on a on a website or something uh and uh that's causing a lot of issues anyways, but it's the nature of sports and it's for entertainment. So like no harm, no foul, right? Like it's for you. People ask me about booing a lot. I just go, it's for you. You're in the stands. Like we're doing this for you. Like you, we want you to come watch it. So if that is what you need to do. Then do it. My only thing is don't expect it to help because it's not going to. So that's my one thing. So I, I always give that context when people, are, what do you think of booing? I'm like, do whatever you want. It's for you. I don't get to tell you what to do, but don't try to say that you're trying to motivate because you know that that doesn't motivate people. Everyone knows that doesn't motivate people. They right. don't need more motivation. Like it's just, that's not going to happen. It's only going to hurt probably maybe hurt, not going to help. So if that's what you actually want, then, then don't do it. But if it, if you don't actually care, then boo your head off. It's, it's all relative. It's all your prerogative. And that's, and we play sports to entertain you at the end of the day, the same thing as players don't listen to the commentators. It's not for us. They're not, they're talking about us and not for us. So, of course, we're not going to like it most of the time. Of course. Duh. Uh, and so people go, what do you think of the guy who said this? I'm like, it's for you. It's not for me. So the criticism of me, of course, I'm not going to like that. But who cares? Right. I'm not supposed to listen to it. Chris Rose Rotation presented to you today by CSG. It is an expert and impartial third-party authentication and grading service for sports cards. And you know that over the last few years, sports cards way back up on the mountaintop. So with CSG, after grading uh, sports cards, they're encapsulated in archival, durable, and crystal clear CSG holders that protect and preserve. In fact, Every CSG certified sports card is backed by the guarantee of authenticity and grade, which is the strongest in the industry. You collectors out there, 
You know that you can buy and sell with peace of mind when a card is in a CSG holder because its authenticity and condition are truly guaranteed. They also have the best turnaround times pricing among leading third-party sports card grading services. Right now, prices are 20% off of grading. Promo code gets you 15 bucks off a yearly membership as well. The offer expires at the end of the year, so December 31st, 2022. Grade your sports cards with CSG. That's $15 off yearly memberships with the promo code ROSE at csgcards.com. Hey, so I'm not going to ask this question. I don't want to get in trouble, but I am really curious. What is the uh, biggest takeaway from your last two years in New York? Like how challenging is it to play for a New York team? Uh, it's it's a challenging place. It's really challenging, but I the uh, a lot of the challenges and things I went through uh, uh, in my time there um, are are I'm I've grown a lot from, so I can take uh, a solace in that fact as a player and as a person. And uh, there's so many like very unique experiences uh, with fans and with the people who work at City who are amazing. Shout out to everybody. The security guards to all the ushers to just like it's just a collective atmosphere which everyone seems to buy into and it's very new york and it's the most one of the most unique places in in the game so uh that was something that i was also noticing a lot like every single security guard was was a variation of john like it was just john s john john joe or dom like all of them uh and it's so so we're always like is this joe green jacket joe or is this Maroon Jacket Joe, they're like, no, that's John. I'm like, oh, I mean John, John S. and John G. Uh, uh, that we fist bump every day. Uh, but everything, um, and then and then just like the atmosphere, the like Timmy Trumpet thing was like, I was like, where else could we do this and have this kind of reaction? Um, the introductions for the playoffs were something that was the coolest thing ever because I had introductions to the Yankee Stadium 2019, but they were booing me. Well, actually, they no one cared about me, but they cared about our team. They were booing our team, and and. Just getting having it be on our side was something that I like. I I soaked in, and uh, uh, I I was walking up the tunnel, and you know we have our we have our like, with we got our own special unique uh, uh, relationship with certain certain writers and things that are in our clubhouse a lot. Yes, and uh, we had just had a conversation. I think Chris Bassett was who I was talking about. I walk in, I'm like, man, that that made it worth it. Like that made all, and because we had just been talking about it, so that was for context. Like about a couple of dudes who were like, "Dude, this guy, man." Uh, I'm like, "But this, all this, like this, this, all that, all that made this work. It makes all the other little things worth it that 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 are here that is in other places." So it it is, you got to be tough, and you got to you got to have a mindset. But you got to take that mindset, or it'll it could eat, it can eat you alive. We we've, we've seen some people be eaten alive, and and I felt really 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 empathetic for them, and and the, like Joey, for example, he, when he was just like. I, I'm not going to be successful here. And you're, you're talking about Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. And I know, I know what he was, I could hear it in, in what he was writing or saying. I'm not going to be successful here. And that like realization and like admitting that was just like, as a competitor, he's like, that's it's, it, it's just, he's like, this sucks so bad. Um, but, but it's just sometimes that's just true. Like you're just not going to be, you're just not going to be built for everything or you're not going to be, comfortable or happy everywhere it's just and that's part of the game too you get you got to find a way to do those things in order to be successful on the field like if there's no comfort you're just not going to be successful well i don't know if you followed it but in the alcs yankee fans were booing aaron judge oh i followed a big, 
Is that a big deal or not? Yeah, it's a huge deal. Like, I mean, I actually have made some comments on this. We've done some watch parties on my Twitch channel, and uh, some people are like when I when I say, "Come on, guys," they say, "Oh, what are we supposed to like cheer him on?" And I'm like, there are other reactions between yelling angrily at somebody and yelling insanely supportive for them. There's all this other stuff. You could just like quietly be disappointed. You could kind of groan. Like there's all this other thing, all these other things that you can do uh, that don't give the impression that you're turning on somebody who who literally pulled the entire team in a little red rider wagon behind him all year. And then no one, no one on that team would refute that at all. No the guy had an amazing season. Uh, historical, just absolutely was an offense by himself. You don't see that in baseball. So, uh, um, and again, like I said earlier, it it's not going to help, but it could hurt. So, if you want to, do you think it will? Of, I mean, him. If if it's enough, I, the most mentally tough dudes I've ever seen had that wear on them at some point. Some of the most adjusted human beings, some of the most smartest and 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 uh, well, you know, you know, set up people who are who are built for that still had cracks in their armor. If it happens long enough, the season's so long, and it just you just can't be on top of it all the time. And if it just feels like it's always on you, if you're having a bad year, for example. The longer it goes, the less you're willing to deal with it. And uh, um, I know that just happened very at the end. It was very much cheers all year for him. Um, and I know Jared Jeter got booed that one time. I, I, I've heard that story about 500 billion times as if that's justification for anything. But um, yeah, I just, I, I, I didn't under, I didn't under, I do understand it. It's just people want to voice their, they want to air, they want to air their grievance or they want you to know how they feel it's a feel i i'm disappointed and i want you to be disappointed i see a lot of this like hey can you just be real when you when you're in your, in your interview they want you to show that you're upset like they are like that's a well, thing that makes sense i get it i understand that. i'm empathetic to that but it's it's again it doesn't it's not going to help it's not going to improve play like this that doesn't work like that it's like if there was a manual to write for how to handle new york city i think that Aaron Judge could pen it. Oh, he is the no. The guy is the guy's the guy's amazing in so many ways, and I don't think I don't think that's going to be a straw that breaks Campbell's back or something, or he's going to be like, no, through this place, I'm signing somewhere else. Right. Uh, but in terms of playing or like turning it around, no one's like, oh, I'm sorry, guy. I just wasn't taking it seriously, but now I understand. That's not what's happening <laughs> ever. So. If that were what's happening, then it would work great, but it's not. So, but it, again, your prerogative to be the group of, or you to act or react or participate in whatever you want to, because at the end of the day, all the stuff on the field all just happens. And then we move on and we do it again next year. And, and it's your experience that you remember. So have at it. Um, just, just know that those are maybe some things that could be factored in. Okay. That's fair. Um, I want to ask you about you were there for the Joe Musgrove stuff, and then we're taping this right before game three of the World Series, where there was 
you know, Twitterverse going nuts on Framber Valdez, all this sort of stuff. Where do you stand as a, as a pitcher, as a competitor, as a guy who was in a stadium when one guy was getting checked? Do we make too much of this stuff? Where are we? Uh, I think we make too much of it, and I think I've taken that uh, stance. Like, but and but every situation is different. Now, no one can refute that Joe had the shiniest ears in the history of ears. Like that, one hundred percent was true. Like, like I was like Jesus, <laughs> but but there's so many things that could give shine. And guys like literally just put sunscreen on all the time, even in when it's dark, because yes, you can get sunburned in dusk. You can. And it's a thing like my wife's always like, put it on all the time, no matter what, please protect your skin over time, whatever. So like, that's, do I think, do I think that Joe did anything outside of the realm of things that normally is his thing, things that he does? No, I don't think he was like, it's the playoffs. I need to do more. No, I just think that, with the stakes and the microscope it's under, everyone notices everything. And Framber, Framber was literally had a sweaty hand. It was like, I want sweat on my other hand. And he goes to the rosin bag all the time. Like, like it's a Karen chat going in his hair. He's just like, he's found a way to grip the ball in a legal way. Right. And he's just like, I'm going to make sure I said enough every time. And it's, and so what is like, this that Framber's doing? Cause he, he did this. So what is that? This, so he, yeah. he, it's like this, your ditch in your palm this gets sweatier than anywhere else it all collects here this is flat against the this is flat against the glove right here the, mm -hmm. this part of your palm and this yep. is the little like little vent little ditch so he's got the space and he can get his thumb in there too so it's like there's space to do it and it's where all the moisture collects and he just keeps getting it on his thumb and then going to these two fingers for his curveball probably and he and then he rubs up the ball. See, he just goes to the water and then rubs the ball to get it just slightly tacky or something because they're we're throwing baby powder balls most of the time, and and you have to some sort of normal normalcy for the balls. And I think that that's what's happening there. Then everyone freaked out about the Maldonado thing, and it's like the the, the bat's illegal because it explodes, not because it hits homers a lot. Right. Relax, just relax. But I, I I also get this. Hey, let's find stuff and then let's make it a thing so that we can talk about it. And that's part of the story of the game, too. So I can't, like, I understand that. Um, but it, 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 is, it is silly. I think that, but everyone's like, but what about the spin rates? I'm like, have you guys watched any of the playoffs? Go look at the spin rates for the entire playoffs and tell me if it's not the same everywhere. I hate to break it to you, but there's a really good chance. There's a, it's a, it's another ball. Surprise. <laughs> I knew the minute I picked it up, I'm like, and we have another one. And I can't wait for it to be denied later. Uh, so it's just, that's probably it. Um, but of course, of course, what is the narrative? The narrative is pitchers are cheating. And then when I, we got to go out and we got to explain ourselves all the time. Because it's always something with the players are doing to ruin things. Nothing to do with anything else. And uh, it's getting a little tired. But that's what I think of those things. The check, I, I respect Buck. And uh, when he went out, and I didn't know it was good. Well, I'm out in the pen. That bullpen is, like, faced into our dugout. We can't even see them. We can't see anything. So we're like, is he going out to check? What's happening? Wait, aren't, is he coming to pull the pitcher? We haven't even warmed up. Wait, they're on the field. Like, that's where we, that's where we were. <laughs> and then Otto was like, Otto Vino was like, I think they're checking him. And I'm like, oh. And then, of course, the, the, real, the, 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 the implications of that started to dawn on all of us. And we're like, oh, no. Like, this is going to be a thing, a huge thing. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I bet you no one's watching this game, though. I think we're good. Uh, so that happened. But again, 
I know Buck now well enough to know that like if he thinks that something like if he thinks he needs to do something, he's not going to shy away. He's not going to worry about that. He's going to deal with that after the fact. He's like, I'm going to do this thing. And if I turn out to be wrong and it's embarrassing, I'm going to own it. And then that makes him a good manager because he can make decisions. And, uh, and he decided to do it. And he came in and said, I stand by it. It was just, it was just glaring. And if there was something there, then, then, then I couldn't just shrug my shrug and just accept it. Like it wasn't one of those situations. Yeah. So, just my, and, he's, and he owned it. My biggest problem is that there's no implications for the charging team. Whereas Joe Musgrove, everybody's going to be like, well, that's the I guy who got it, checked. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know yeah. what we do about it. I don't know if you lose a challenge somewhere down the Maybe. road. There's got to be some sort of implication. Let's just make it an auto bop the next time we get someone on base. Just like the pickoffs next year. It'd be great. Just, oh, we God, want don't get, we'll fans want more stolen bases. It was in the survey. <laughs> <laughs> when we asked uh, that specific question, <laughs> do you like more stolen bases? Everyone's like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a weird one. That is going to be a weird one. Um, you, you have a, we know this, we have a ton of interests outside of baseball. Is there a part of you that doesn't want to keep playing? Um, sure. I mean, I've contemplated this for, uh, since I was 18, right? <laughs> like, what would I do if I didn't play? And, uh, I just, I, I constantly, and that has a lot to do with why I get into the things I want to do because I, I want to be exceptional at them. Like I am at baseball. Um, there's a lot of that happening uh it's interesting that you asked that this is very relevant uh just to just to like how i spend my time in the off season and and determining that uh and i've had some realizations that that is why i get so into stuff is because i i'm always looking for what is gonna what is gonna be my 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 exceptional replacement to being a world-class athlete so um so yeah I, I but i think that i've come to the conclusion that that's just gonna whatever it is is just gonna happen uh, I'm just going to do one of the things and an opportunity is going to present itself and I'm going to look up two years later and I've been doing it for two years. Like that's, I think that's what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm happy about that. And that allows me to kind of keep going on my journey, my baseball journey and, and not worry about that so much. Um, and, and I'm really, I think this is a, it was not a good year. It was not great for, you know, going to get a high earning contract for the most part, but it's an interesting opportunity to, to, go go pursue um places that i might want to be that and i can make decisions that aren't solely driven by like money and 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 things and i can i can you know location if the team's good or like if they're going to win what the atmosphere at the park is i've internalized all these things now i think i've done a pretty good job over the last two years that i'm realizing what the fun parts are for me more more and more uh, and i can i can go try to try to pursue those in the game too so Yes, that is a, something that is in my head and is a decision that uh, uh, that I think about constantly. And, uh, you know, I got the gold card now, so I can just go to any baseball games I want, uh, even though they haven't physically given it to me yet. So I maybe they're maybe I'm going to get it. But um, at this point, my, my last milestone really is I, I'm pretty certain that the Hall of Fame is probably off the table at this point. But right. your uh, word's not mine. You know what? Uh, you know what? You guys can play 24 years if you want. Right, like go, 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 do it. If you want to do that, go, more power to you. Uh, my back hurts is going to hurt too much when I'm 38, let alone 45. So, uh, it's it's my next thing is is the 10 year mark, the 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 full pension that 
then I got to wait 27 years to take. <laughs> so like what, what kind of incentive is it really? You know what I mean? It's, it's you got to play cause you're, you're, it's a kid's game. We play a, a game that children play for a living as adults. So if you lose that sight, then what's the point? So I'm trying to treat it that way and, and just pursue things that are fun. Happy, yeah. Happy. Well, I think the key part is that you can be very specific in what you want. Not everybody can because there's not a lot of guys. I always tell guys who are playing, think about your next step. Do it. You know, I don't know if it's media, if it's gaming, whatever interests you. You want to go set up something in, you know, the hunting world that you want to do after your career? Go, go for it. Whatever is your passion. Go feed yeah. your brain and your heart. Find it. Find it, though. Yeah. Take time to to. Take a little bit of time while you're playing to find it because I know some people who didn't do enough and they were yeah. behind and they were they regretted that a little bit. But you say media, I think that's my probably my lane. Uh, I just don't know what uh, it is, and so I'm doing all kinds of fun stuff in the media realm to see what that what that would look like. But you just wait for my next YouTube video. It's high production value. I'm excited. Good. I'm excited. We'll watch it. Have you have you uh, gotten into the new Call of Duty? I refuse. I refuse Ooh. to get into the another Call of Duty that came out 11 months after the last one. Come on, guys! Don't need a new game less than every two years. This is no, it's like insane. an iPhone. It's like That's an right. iPhone. Not only that, it's Modern Warfare Two. Modern Warfare came out less than two years ago. So I'm like, you're just or no, sorry, that was three ago. So it was three years ago. I'm like, this same game was three years ago. Like, I had the same computer I had when that came out. Like, we. You know, like it's not necessary, and uh, but a lot of people are just Call of Duty, just 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 fan fans, and they love it, and it's their thing. And I'm gonna be honest, Call of Duty's never really been my thing, and it's just gonna be really interesting to see how Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, do from this point on. That's all I'm talking. Ah, got them. They did. Holy smokes! This last weekend up in Minnesota, they were totally getting on Kyler. Oh, funny. Oof. Very funny. Um, what do you have planned? Are you traveling at all? Doing anything? Or you just kind of stay and put. It's uh, I'm in a holding pattern at the moment. Uh, okay, for for aforementioned reasons. Uh, but I would like to. I would like to go experience more stuff. Um, that would be fun. Uh, I'm I we're looking at I'm looking at a Japanese J Japan trip at the, mm. in the in the maybe not the near future, but uh, at least in the next year or two, um, a big a big one. Go for a while. Uh, that'd be that'd be really fun because they like baseball over there. I think that I would get recognized one time. That's all I want. I want one Japanese person to be like you're Trevor May. I want that. That's all I want. Um, I've heard it happens in the in the uh, in the airport a lot. Like lots of American guys that go over there and play. Like I, it goes, you'll be blown away how many people know who you are. It's insane because they follow MLB so so closely. Um, and now with Shohei's over here, it's just like yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's just as popular. Our our league is just as popular for watching as, over there as theirs is. So. Uh, That'd be cool. And then it's a beautiful country and I'm really, really interested in Japanese pop culture, video games, it all goes together and and uh, also uh, the food. So it just kind of checks all the boxes. And I'm a giant oh and I like being a giant in places. I mean, you, go would to be, you would be like an NBA star over there. Yeah, yeah I, I stand out. I stand out. That'd sure. be good. All right. Uh, well, listen, I hope that things go well, whatever's going on there. Um, Appreciate it. In the meantime, don't be a stranger. We'll check in with you at some point during your free agency. See where your brain's at, if that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Best guys. to your family. It was awesome catching up with you and a lot of 
very, very good perspective, I think, on today's show. Helpful for understanding where athletes are and probably allowing us as fans to kind of take a deeper look of where we are emotionally with sports. Remember, guys, don't take it too seriously. You, uh, It's for you. How you feel is correct. Uh, big shout out to the producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. That is Trevor May. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Quick reminder about our daily podcast. Trevor Plouffe joins yours truly for Baseball Today every day at 1130 a.m. Eastern. You can join us on the AMP app. Download it now on your iPhone. Be part of the discussion. Ask us questions. Give us your comments and your concerns. That's every day. Baseball Today, live on the AMP app.